Welcome back to the Anchor Down Podcast. I'm Dustin Mills, your host and founder, Anchor Down Leadership, LLC. As always, I want to thank you for listening. I know your time is limited, and I appreciate you hanging out with me today for a little bit and listening and learning. And likewise, as always, I challenge you as a leader to examine the way you do things, your personal values, your leadership skills, your organizational leadership systems, whatever it might be, always be looking to challenge your thinking and to get better. Just a reminder about who we are, Anchor Down Leadership is a leadership consulting group based around the idea of formalized leadership training, character development, and creating value-based leaders in a 21st century environment. We believe in our established five anchors of leadership, selflessness, commitment and competency, respect and relationships, positivity, and ownership. Last week, we discussed how a leader sets up the psychological structure and core values of their organization or program, dedicating to building an organization through using both rules-based and values-based principles is huge. Determining how your organization is going to operate is a key part to being a successful leader. And I highly recommend that you go back and listen to that episode uh, if you have questions about that. However, we also need to talk about the mindset of leadership. What is your mindset as a leader? Remember, what the leader does the followers will echo. So your individual mindset as a leader will be reflected by those inside your team or organization. I'm really excited to talk about this today. When I was a younger coach, my mindset was one way, and then I discovered some things, and I totally changed my mindset and how I approach things. And since then, my level of success, both personally and professionally, has really grown tremendously. So I I strongly recommend that you take the time and listen. It's something that I think is one of the most critical parts of being a leader. There's a lot of information to cover here. We're actually going to probably break this content up into two episodes because there's just so much to cover, and I want to make sure that we give it its due diligence. I don't want to cheapen it and make it shorter just to fit a time frame. Uh, I think it's something that all of us, even if we already possess this mindset, maybe need to be reminded of, and I speak for myself there. So, I really uh, am excited to talk to you about this, and I hope that this gives you something to think about, and uh, hopefully, if you're not in this mindset, kind of plants that seed in your brain that maybe you need to change your mindset. So I'm going to start with a story. It is summer 2002. I am sitting in a minivan on my way to college. I was 17 years old. I graduated uh, at 17. I'm on my way to college, Purdue University. I'm leaving Bedford, Indiana on my way to Purdue University. Van's packed, I got my mom and dad in the front seat, and we're not 10, 15 minutes away from home on our way to college, and my dad kind of looks at me in the rearview mirror and gets that tone of voice that, you know, uh, all dads have when they're about to impart you with some worldly wisdom and some sage advice that maybe you haven't picked up in your time as a teenager. And he just looks at me, he doesn't lead in, he just says, Dustin, I have a question for you. I said, yeah, dad, what's that? He's like, how do you eat an elephant? I had no idea how to answer this question. I've never heard this question before. So I thought about it and thought about it. And I said, you know, I'm not sure. And he just looks at me and goes, one bite at a time. We'll come back to that story as we get towards the end of today's uh, episode. But it's something that's stuck with me since that day. And once I made this mindset shift, 
it made even more sense to me. My dad tried to introduce it to me when I was younger, but of course I was 17 years old and, and knew everything. Uh, he couldn't be told by my old man that he knew better than me. But since then, that story has really resonated with me, and, and hopefully it'll make sense to you as we get towards the end of this. So when it comes to leadership, we obviously want success for our organization. But how do we determine what that success looks like? In my opinion, there are two mindsets of success that we need to talk about. The first is what we call outcome-based, and it's exactly what it sounds like. Outcome-based success is determining our success based on the finality of an outcome. To keep it simple, if you win, you're successful. If you lose, you're not. If you fall short of a financial goal, then you're an unsuccessful business person. If you make that financial goal, then you are the world's greatest businessman. There's a simplicity in that. There's a simplicity in being outcome-based because there's very little gray area. You either won or you lost, and that's it. You know exactly where you stand. Winning equates success. Therefore, in an outcome-based mindset, we want to win at all costs to justify what we do, right? We want to say we're successful. The only way to say we're successful is to win. We want to make that money at all costs to say we're a successful entrepreneur. We want to win as many games as possible to say we're a good head coach or whatever our circumstance might be. We want to be the best at it and we determine that best by the outcome. Who can win the most championships? Who can sell the most product? But outcome-based leadership is instant gratification. You want to be successful. You hit your goal and you're successful. But, and that is a big but and I cannot lie, with outcome-based success, I firmly believe you are chasing success or chasing dollars. You're always looking for something fleeting. You will do anything you have to do to get that outcome gratification because that's how you determine your success, your organization's success, and your self-worth as a leader. Also, with outcome-based thinking, you're going to settle. Okay? You think you're successful or you reach that measuring tool, whatever it might be, money, championships, uh, status, whatever it is, and you think you've made it. You think, hey, I've worked hard. I've achieved the outcome I wanted. I'm here. And we all know once that happens, once you achieve that success, whatever it may be, money, trophies, whatever, you're not going to push as hard because you've reached your goal. You've reached that state of success where your outcome-based mindset says, hey, we're here. This is what we wanted all along. But once you do that, you're not going to push as hard. Someone is going to come along and bypass you because they're working harder. Because they also are outcome-based and they want to one-up you, right? You're now their measuring tool. I want to one-up you. Outcome-based mindsets are also based on the short term. What helps me win the quickest? What helps me get my desired outcome as soon as possible? What can I do to help me win immediately? But by doing this, you actually get away from the things that make you successful. Two stories here. Both revolve around me coaching. When I started as a JV head coach, I was 22, 23 years old. And I wanted to win, right? That's how we measured success. How do you determine someone's a good coach? Well, they win. So my first two years on as a JV head coach, we were changing our offense up every week. Why? Because I thought it gave us the best opportunity to win. And I'm not talking about, you know, making some tweaks here and there. We're putting in whole new formations. What I know now is whole new offensive concepts. And we were not good. 
My first game, we come out right and we win. We beat our crosstown rival. I've got a running back who goes for five carries, 100 yards, and two touchdowns. I'm like, man, this isn't that hard. We won one game the rest of the season. And our losses, quite frankly, weren't that close. We were worried about beating everybody that we were actually beating ourselves. And that carried on to the second year. I think my second year we won three games. So five games in two years. Not really the definition of outcome-based success. But then I started to notice that when we just focused on us, when we just did our thing, we were successful. So that was kind of the beginning of that mindset shift, which we'll talk about here in a second. Another example is, is 2018. We had a tremendous football team. I'm the offensive coordinator for our varsity program. We end up having the offensive player of the year for our conference, multiple first teamers, uh, first team quarterback, first team receiver, two, I believe, first team line. We had a tremendous team, to suffice to say. We had lost one game earlier in the season, um, a game I believe we should have won, but we made some mistakes. But I think that loss propelled us to win the next few games. And we're playing a team, a local team here, that hasn't lost a conference game in like three or four years. They're a tremendous program. I'm looking at our town thinking, you know what? We got the talent to beat them. We've got to figure out a way to beat them. We're 6-1 and one at the time. They're 7-0 and oh, going into the game. What did we do all week? We put in all sorts of new formations, uh, some new plays. We wanted to throw the ball more than we were prepared to do. And in practice, we looked good because we were in practice. We get to the game Friday night. Uh, we did not do as well as we had hoped, and we'll just leave it at that. We came out with our new stuff, and we really struggled. What happened, though, is when we ran the stuff we'd been running all year, <laughs> we moved the ball, and we actually could do some things. Learn that lesson, right? I was outcome-based. I wanted to win that game. I wanted to win that conference championship. I wanted to be that team that beat them for the first time. And I mortgaged everything we were doing. I forfeited what we had worked up till that point. And it just goes to show that even though my mindset had started to shift years ago, that I still got caught up in that outcome-based mindset. Another issue with outcome-based thinking is that if you chase the outcome, you're going to overextend yourself and fall apart. So not only going back to my two stories, was I not successful at all, right? That sometimes what happens with outcome-based thinking is you're so busy chasing that outcome that you try to do too much. You overextend what your guys are capable of and you fall apart. Your business, you, you push too hard. If your systems and processes can't keep up with your growth or outcome chasing, then you're going to struggle in the long term. There's a, a local business here. Um, you know, I know some people that work for them and one of their big pushes for years has been sell, sell, sell. So their salesmen have been doing great. They've been selling their product, selling their product, selling their product. The problem they're running into now is they've oversold so much product that their customer support can't keep up. The very lifeblood of their organization, because it's a service-based organization, can't maintain the level that the outcome chasers created. They didn't take care of their processes in the long term, and now they're starting to pay the price because they were so focused on the outcome of sell, sell, sell. And they're starting to pay the price for that, and it's coming back to bite them in the butt. Again, they were totally outcome-focused versus being what we're talking about next. Instead of outcome-based thinking, there is what we call process-based thinking or a process-based mindset. A process-oriented thinker is a growth-based thinker who cares more about development than they do an outcome. Process-based thinking is people-oriented 
and is focused on the development of an organization and the growth of instruction of their personnel. A process-based leader will grow the infrastructure of their organization knowing that the stronger the foundation, the better trained their people are, the more prepared their team is, the more likely they are to have sustained success, right? And that's what we really want. As leaders, we don't want flash-in-the-pan success. We want sustained success. We want success over and over and over and over. That's how we build a high-level organization. Winning one championship is great. Winning multiple championships is really what we're trying to do. Process-based leadership is a long-term project. It is one that requires patience and dedication, knowing that instead of chasing success, you are trapping success. You are developing an organization that is systems and people that will not only be successful once or twice, but will continually experience success. When you build those processes, when you build that structure, even when somebody makes a mistake, your systems and your processes and your development helps maintain you on that path to success. Also, as a process-based leader, you're looking for ways to always make yourself and your team better. Each event that happens, win or loss, is just a step in the process, another brick in the wall, so to speak, for my classic rock fans. Process-based leaders constantly reevaluate their process and see if they are, there are better, newer, more efficient ways of doing things, right? goes back to what I was talking about when I was a JV coach. Those first two years, we were terrible. And I mean bad. When we, made, we started to make that transition, when I started to say, you know what? Instead of focusing on beating the other team, let's just focus on getting better ourselves. Our success grew almost overnight. It grew exponentially right away. Because we stopped caring about what other people were doing. And we focused on developing our guys in our team. And I think that principle applies universally. The more you focus on your people and making them better at their job, it doesn't matter what your opponent does. It doesn't matter what your competition does because you're going to be good at your job. Does it mean you'll always win every game? No, because there's a lot of variables that go in. But I guarantee you'll have more successes than failures with that approach. Remember though, sometimes the process of being successful and winning means dealing with setbacks and obstacles. An outcome-based mindset views these incidents as failures, right? Oh, we didn't win. We must have failed. I didn't reach my desired outcome, so I'm a failure. This then forces them to make decisions and do things that might be extreme or outlandish because they're so desperate to get that win or to achieve their outcome goal. We didn't beat the team last week because our offense wasn't good. So we need new formations, new plays. Our defense couldn't stop anything. They went through us like crap through a goose. I need to come up with new defensive schemes. Maybe that wasn't the problem. Maybe it was one or two minor tweaks that you can adjust accordingly and still be successful. But when you're outcome-based and your only goal is to win, you're going to make dramatic changes. You're going to make drastic changes, oftentimes for no reason. You know, if you're in business, you might start firing people. You might change what people are in charge of. And they might be really good at that, but because you're not being successful on the outcome, you got to change it. You got to come up with a, a way to make as much money as possible all the time. However, a process-based mindset will deal with that setback much differently. We'll deal with that failure in a much different manner. As they're going to view that setback as part of the process. 
they will understand that the setback is temporary, learn from it, and not overreact in the heat of the moment. They know that they are learning from a negative situation, will take those lessons, and stay committed to their best practices in developing who they are and who their organization is. Think about a child, right? I've got a, a son who's almost a year and a half. I've talked about him before. He falls down. He struggles walking sometimes. But you know what he doesn't do? He doesn't say, ah, pff, forget this walking stuff. I'm just going to crawl the rest of my life. He gets up and keeps walking and probably falls down again. But he gets back up. And I know that's kind of a, a trite anecdote, a cliche story, but there really is some truth in that, that we learn through setbacks, that negative outcomes teach us that wasn't the right way to do things. I need to learn from it and get better. When we view those negative outcomes in their finality, oh man, that was so bad, I'm a failure, that leads to overreaction. But when we view those setbacks and those negative outcomes in a growth mindset, in a process-based mindset, we say, you know what? We learned something from that. The Duke of Wellington, and I'm a history nerd, I teach social studies, so I'm going to apologize now. The Duke of Wellington would go on to defeat Napoleon uh, in the, well, Napoleon's generals in the Peninsula Campaign and would ultimately defeat Napoleon at Waterloo, would become Prime Minister of Great Britain. His first significant military campaign was elsewhere in Europe. And he and the British forces got absolutely trounced. And he comes back from them, that campaign, and one of his more famous quotes is, from that campaign, I learned what not to do. And that is always worth something. And I think that's a process-based mindset. We see the negatives and we say, you know what? We don't want to do that again. So how can we learn from it and adapt our organization? Not, hey, how do we overhaul everything we do? There's a time for that, but it shouldn't be happening on the regular. That should be a very rare occurrence. That said, right, we're talking about negatives and setbacks. But I think it's also important to talk about how process thinkers and outcome thinkers view positive events as well. We talked about that a little bit in the intro, right? That outcome-based thinkers, when they have positive things happen, say, hey, I made it. I'm good. This is what I've been trying to do the whole time. But positive, I'm sorry, process-based thinkers are going to view that differently, right? As coaches, we constantly hear the saying, you learn more from a loss than a win. But why is that the case? That's an outcome-based way to think, right? We want to learn from our setbacks, but we shouldn't view our setbacks as more important than the other things. When outcome-based thinkers have successful moments, there's a danger that they will view those successes as confirmation that they are on the right path and doing everything right. They're also going to be satisfied by the outcome and might start relaxing like we talked about. As they have accrued the outcome they were looking for, they've gotten the win. And the win proves that what they did was right. So we're going to keep doing things that way. For outcome-based thinkers, success is a finite thing. You achieve success. Once they win or are successful, then they are satisfied. Conversely, a process-based thinker views success as an ongoing event, right? We want to continue success after success after success. We're not looking for one success. We're looking at for all the successes, as much as possible. The success is never truly acquired as they become successful they seek new challenges to make themselves and their organizations even better. Therefore, when a process-thinking leader achieves success, they're still going to learn more from those. There's no such thing as perfect. 
So even when they do experience temporary success, such as a win on the field, a sale to a big client, your students in your classroom passing a big test, a building being built if you're a construction worker, or whatever what else, they will still learn from that experience. They will look back on the successful experience and still try to find ways to develop their process. To be honest, a good process-based thinker will look harder at a successful outcome than they will a negative outcome because the weaknesses might be harder to find, right? You might win a game. There could be any variety of reasons why you win a game. Maybe you just have a ton of talent and the team you played had no talent or very little talent, I should say. Did you win the game because you have a good organization or did you win the game because you just happen to be more talented? An outcome-based thinker will basically say, well, it doesn't matter. We won, so we're going to do the same thing. A process-based thing will say, you know what? We won, but we didn't win because we had better processes. We won because we had better talent. And we're going to find ways to get better at what we do. Think about your, you know, I'm talking to coaches here, but think about in any situation. When we go back and watch film of a game, win or loss, there's been multiple times where I've been watching film in a loss and we've played really well. And there's been multiple times I've been watching film after a win and said, man, we were really lazy there. We did not do this very well. Which one would you rather have as an organization? Which one would you rather be as a team? I know I would rather be performing at a high level because that's going to give me that sustained success versus just being more talented, which when I come up against a team just as talented in my processes aren't as good, my systems aren't as good, my culture isn't as good, I'm going to not be successful, and then I'm going to be forced to make a bunch of changes. So don't think for a second that we only learn from losses. As a matter of fact, I think we can learn more from our successes and our wins if we're a true process-based thinker who cares about the development of our organization. So I'm going to kind of cap it there. And like I said, I know this is kind of a, a shorter session, a shorter episode, but I kind of want to let that marinate. I want you to, to think that through before we get into some more stuff about process versus outcome-based thinking next week. Because like I said, in my opinion, this is a huge shift to make in your mind. Once you realize that you are an outcome-based thinker and it's hurting you and you make the transition to a process-based thinker, I think you'll see a definition of success much differently. Sometimes success isn't winning the game, but it's is your team better on Friday than it was on Monday. One of the things we, we always try and look back and say is were we better at the end of the season than we were at the beginning of the season? The wins sometimes don't matter because talent is fleeting, right? You might have teams some year that are super talented and you might have teams other years that aren't as talented. You might hire people for a while that aren't talented, but your job is to grow them to make them better. So if we're outcome-based, we only care about winning, we only care about achieving that outcome to determine our success, we're not going to develop our people and we'll always be chasing that feeling of satisfaction of success. But when we're process-based thinkers, we will take joy in the details. We will take joy in watching our people learn a new skill. We will take joy in watching our people develop a new technique. Because it means they're getting better. And if everybody in our organization is getting better, then our organization will ultimately be better. And the more we focus on us and developing our people and working on our talent, 
the better we will be long-term and have that sustained success. We won't have those peaks and valleys of success. Will there be down years? Absolutely. But there's going to be less down years than there are more up years. There's going to be more success than there is setbacks. And I think ultimately as leaders, that's our goal for our organization. And we have to have that mindset if we want to pass that on to our people. If we want our employees, if we want our players, if we want our students to be process-based thinkers, we have to make that mindset shift first. And we'll talk more about that in the next episode when we take a look at some practicality of this. Um, But I think it's very important that we become process-based thinkers versus outcome-based thinkers. And it's a constant battle. It is a constant battle. We all want to win on Friday night. We, we, We hear those parents in the stands urging us on to victory. Maybe we're getting pressure for our administration. Maybe your boss is telling you, hey, you need to increase your profit margin. Maybe your administrator is saying, you need more students to pass this test. So there's going to be pressures. So it's easy to say, well, now I need to focus on the outcome. But I firmly believe that if you focus on the process, the outcomes will take care of themselves. Summarize what we talked about today. Process versus outcome-based thinking is something all leaders need to think about. Are we solely focused on winning slash profit or fame? Are we instead focused on growing our people and adapting our organizations to create long-term success? Which one do you think will help your organization have more long-term success? Which one leads to the creation of that sustained success we should be looking for as leaders? Again, thanks for listening. I hope I've given you something to think about today. Take it back. Run it through you have questions please by all means get up with me my contact info will be on the screen you see it right there don't hesitate to get up with me and say hey coach what about this or what about that you know interaction drives a lot of process-based thinking i would love to have that interaction with you so don't hesitate to reach out love to hear your feedback that's another key part of process-based thinking constructive criticism attaboys thoughts whatever it might be and if you want to have anchored down leadership work with your organization That is something we'd love to do, both in person and or digital in this era. So don't hesitate to get up with us. Um, Thank you again. And as always, be sure to challenge the status quo. Think outside the box. Keep finding new ways to challenge yourself and anchor down to your core values. Have a great week, everybody.